Hello, my friend. This is Clyde. We must not do it. I'm reading from Isaiah 59 verses 1 and 2, which says, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, nor his ear heavy that it cannot hear. But your iniquities have separated you from your God, and your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear. God is a good God, and we get to enjoy his blessings in our lives. We get to enjoy his grace. He goes as far as to make provisions in our relationship with him that if we offend him by sinning, he invites us to confess to the sin, and because he is faithful and just, he promises to forgive us and to cleanse us from the evidence and penalty of the sin. But still many of us sin. And still there are others of us who take God for a joke, that we don't even stop and think about the sins we commit as sins, so we don't confess. Others might not say it, but because God is not going around zapping people the minute they sin, we think we can get away with it. Nothing could be further from the truth. God still maintains its standard regarding sin. Let us look at a story from ancient history of Israel. The story is found in the early part of the book of Joshua in the Bible. The Israelites had just conquered Jericho and were setting up to attack the other tribes in the vast country of Canaan that God had promised them. Remember, God had told Joshua that everywhere he walked, God would give it to them. God had also told Joshua that none of these armies in the area would be able to stand up against the Joshua-led military force. Well, a big test came up. Joshua was advised that a small group named Ai was no match so that Joshua simply sent 3,000 of his fighters to simply wipe out these little menacing people and take over their territory. They had the shock of their lives. 36 of Joshua's men were killed and the little group chased the Israelites to their base. Joshua was shocked and angry and he fell down on the ground and started to argue with God. Why did you bring us here to shame us? Now, what is going to happen is that when word gets out that these Israelites were defeated by the little army of Ai, the big guys are going to form a coalition and come wipe us out. We would have been content to settle on the other side of the Jordan River, but you insisted that we come to Canaan. And now look at the humiliation. What then will you do for your great name? God told Joshua to stand up because Israel had committed a big sin. What did they do? Joshua had told them back in Joshua chapter 6 and verse 8, but keep away from the devoted things so that you will not bring about your own destruction by taking any of them. Otherwise, you will make the camp of Israel liable to destruction and bring trouble on it. So somebody did And God was so angry that the whole nation was being punished until they flushed out the offender or offenders. So now it was for Joshua to find those who committed the sin. God hates sin, my friend. Sin separates us from God. Or it means that God has to turn away because he cannot look on sin. God really has an absolute aversion to sin. Well, God told Joshua how to find the offender, and the next day Joshua launched a massive search. He called up the whole nation and told them what he was going to do. Can you imagine the tension all around? First, they went by tribe and it came down to Judah. The other tribes must have been relieved, but it was 
but it was not over. They went down the different clans within the tribe of Judah until they found the Zerahites. From that clan, they narrowed it down to the family of Zimri, and soon they narrowed it down to a man named Achan. Whoa. Achan confessed to his sin. It is true. I have sinned against the Lord, the God of Israel. This is what I have done. When I saw in the plunder a beautiful robe from Babylon, 200 shekels of silver and a bar of gold weighing 50 shekels, I coveted them and took them. They are hidden in the ground inside my tent with the silver underneath. Well, there you have it. Achan and his family and all the things they owned, including the plunder he had hidden in his tent, they took them down to a valley and stoned them to death and burnt everything. Can you believe it? His whole family was wiped out in one day because one man sinned. The Bible said that after that, then the Lord turned from his fierce anger. Let us talk, you and me. Does this story move you? Probably it has, maybe a little. But go back to the text in the second half in particular, which says, But your iniquities have separated you from your God, and your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear. It is hard for God to deal with us as always if we have sinned against him. And mind you, it is not the magnitude or the size of the sin. We tend to think that some sins are more egregious than others, and, and they are. But at the end of the day, a sin is a sin, and it matters less whatever the size or nature of the sin. The truth is that God hates sin, from a white light to mass murder and everything in between. The beautiful thing is that he has made provision to cancel the penalty of sin. And that is what I want to leave with you today. You might have committed some big sins. Okay, they might not have been so big, but you have not dealt with them. Today is a good time to deal with them, my friend. Check out this last text and do as it says. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness.